0: Oh, hi, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another DMN one on one. And with me today, I have Faiz Mahmood, who's co founder and CEO of Blue Core. Welcome.
1: Thank you for having me on, Kim.
0: And based where?
1: We are based in New York City.
0: So near neighbors. That's yes. Great. Well, I'm great we could get together to do this because we have some really interesting topics um, I know you're going to help me address for the audience in terms of the changing role of marketing within organizations. Um, direct-to-consumer concept, which you're going to help to explain, and also we're going to be getting into artificial intelligence and this kind of strange new world where AI, which was once such a visionary and remote idea, is actually becoming part of the practical day-to-day concerns of marketing departments, which now it's everyone is so comfortable with it, me I can take a step back and say, wow, that's a surprise.
1: Yeah, so uh, it's interesting because when you think about why Uh, some of the concepts you talk about, AI and marketing, it found a natural home, uh, specifically in certain segments before others. You know, when you take a step back, you think about AI is going to influence all parts of software. And companies like Salesforce and Oracle and Microsoft are talking about improving productivity of people in the workplace. Mm -hmm. That's one place you can apply AI. In marketing, however, there's a whole new opportunity with direct-to-consumer brands and retailers. You think about Nike that wants to have a direct con- connection to their consumers through their online channels and their own stores. they're opening one of their flagship stores on Fifth Avenue now mm-hmm. right so yes. so you think about that change. You think about the PNGs of the world that are going direct to commerce uh, as opposed to just selling on Walmart or other retailers. So customer data is a big part of that. Um, and in our from our perspective, the products you bring to market are also a big part of that. and that's a really large data asset. When you put all of that together, AI and machine learning have the opportunity to make your touchpoints more relevant, drive performance uh, and ROI, so marketing is not a cost center, it's Mm -hmm. driving revenue and driving business outcomes, and I think it's the place where marketing can drive direct business outcomes for these brands and retailers, and that's one of the reasons why AI is finding a natural home that is accelerating in, in marketing as opposed to other other domains.
0: Okay, now you talked about uh, direct-to-commerce, direct-to-consumer. Am I right in thinking uh, the idea here is that uh, a manufacturer or a brand which formerly had uh, addressed its, uh, its, its purchaser audience via retailers are now finding an opportunity to go direct? Is, is that the concept?
1: Yes, that's absolutely right. So if you think about the classical, so there's two trends going on. One, you have the the new generation of brands that are popping up when you think about the Warby Parkers of the world, already started by having a direct connection to their consumers and now they're opening up stores to bring that even closer, right? People thought of it as it's online versus offline and that's not the distinction, it was direct to consumer, that was the difference. So and then you think about the classical folks, whether that's Nike, Under Armour, trying to figure out how to go direct-to-consumer and own that relationship and be more relevant.
0: Yeah. Now, is, isn't there a barrier for those brands in that people are so used to getting their products via Amazon or via Macy's or Walmart or Best Buy, whatever the kind of retailer might be. Isn't it, isn't it difficult for them to forge a, a direct link to the consumer?
1: Yes, it is. Absolutely. In fact, that was the role of the retailer originally, mm-hmm. that they own the footprint and they brought the products to the consumer, and they had consumer data, right? Who was walking in right. stores, and where my products were placed, and who got the prime shelf spot, and all of those, uh, all of those topics. Um, so yes, it is hard. In fact, that's why there's an opportunity for technology to help with that. So that's one. The second piece is when you think about the vectors that consumers shop on. If it's if you're competing on price, uh, selection, or speed, mm. Amazon's going to win there. So then the conversation becomes, hey, how do you compete on your core value proposition, right? Why does your brand exist? What does it mean to the consumer? What is your value prop? What is the emotional tie? How relevant are you? all of those things become even more important than, hey, I can buy that top shelf space on that retailer, and that that was good enough, right? That world's changed.
0: That's an exciting insight, and this is something which wasn't in my mind at all when we started talking, but you just made me think about it. Amazon's uh, initiative, uh, leveraging... The, um, all the excitement around uh, Alexa is to actually sell Amazon brand products. So if you're just talking to your your voice bot or whatever, and you say, oh, I, "I'm out of razor blades, I need some new ones," it's going to come up with just the easiest, uh, best value proposition, which is these days going to be an Amazon I can't remember what they call it Amazon special or Amazon own label mm. in effect. And that's another reason that it, there must be an incentive here for brands to say. Hey, we have a whole brand proposition which you should consider. It's not just a matter of getting this product generically from just anyone.
1: That's absolutely right. Which is why you see, you know, when when a product works really, really well, and if it's commodity, you know, Amazon's going to make a
0: battery that's yeah. their own. Yeah, and they are. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Okay. Um, now an, uh, another thing we wanted to talk about is the changing role of marketing departments because traditionally they've been you know a cost center it's something you have to spend money on to get the message out there but these new opportunities these new technologies it's making putting marketing in the position of being a driver of revenue isn't it
1: yes absolutely and the way we think about that and the role that software and technology have to play it's it's changing quite a bit and uh, we talked about this at our at our company kickoff last week which was if you think about what marketers spend a lot of time doing today it's doing tasks Yes. I have to send a lot of email or I have to push some messages into social media or I have to send direct mail. These are all tasks. Um, and the question to ask is what are the goals that these tasks are going to drive, right? right? And and the first generation of marketing software really helped marketers do tasks. That's where automation, marketing automation came in, and Marketo and Eloqua. Sure. Um, these folks came in and helped do that. Sure. Now that we have consumer data and there are direct-to-consumer models where you can have the ability to make touch points relevant to a consumer. Things like, hey, a customer's about to churn because they are not engaging on a channel or you might be messaging them too much. Right? Or, hey, uh, I'm in health and beauty and I know that fifty percent of my customers replenish on individualized cadences so I can, you know, be useful to them. Those things are those those communication touch points are possible. And in that world, Marketers and software need can can help can drive towards goals yeah. goals that are things like can I drive repeat purchase rates? That's a really important goal for any retailer. Yeah. A lot of brands and retailers are thinking about one and done buyers, right? Like 60% on average uh, of your c- customers buy once and don't buy another time. Yeah. So. You know, AI can help you solve things like, what is the best first product for that customer should buy so they're a long-time customer, right? Not just any product, right? It may not be a good thing if somebody comes and buys that first pair of inexpensive socks from you. It may not be the best representation of your brand, so AI can help solve that, right? What is the second best purchase? So this is where marketing's, and marketing and CMOs and marketing software have an important role to play along with the CEO and even the CFO to help become more efficient and more profitable.
0: That's interesting to pull these things together. So we have, with AI and these other new technologies, marketers able to kind of drive revenue-creating initiatives, actually proactively drive that. We're also talking about the importance of brands having their direct link to consumers. Now, the latter must mean much richer data for them, much much more direct data about what consumers are doing, how consumers are reacting to all the various proffers now it seems to me that means that marketing plus the software plus this direct-to-consumer channel can drive all kinds of other things in the business like product, product development, inventory this must all potentially come together
1: yes absolutely and that's the other trend we're seeing uh, generally in software we talk about verticalization Mm. which is this idea that if you want to make intelligent software uh, specifically for marketers and drive towards business goals that are revenue driving then the software you build needs to have context of those. What are my products? In our case, it's what are the products? What are the attributes of the products? How much inventory do you have? How many customers do you have that have a high affinity towards those first set of products? You know, how can you use that data to drive your next set of products that you may want to merchandise? We're just, we're not even scratching the surface there yet, right, that's exactly what marketing can help influence to, And this has been done, this has been seen before in customer service about 20, 20 years ago. Back in the day, customer service reps used to just be task agents. I'm going to pick up the phone and just answer questions. And when they got a software that was a little bit more intelligent, they were able to spend less time on remedial tasks and take that customer feedback and drive that into product development and right. say, hey, I think that you can make this enhancement and you know we can cut our support costs by a certain amount and generate a better experience, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think we're starting to see that sort of thing happening in marketing and direct-to-consumer.
0: It's amazing the way all these parts of the business, from product development inventory right through marketing and sales to customer service, support, follow-ups, can all be brought together as long as you've got a single view of the data and what's happening and you've got access to that data, which, as you say, is going to be much more uh, viable if you're actually generating the data yourself rather than getting reports from your sales on Amazon, or your sales on some other site.
1: Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right, and I think there's a balance there too, which is, you know, as a a really big brand or a retailer, you will have multiple distribution channels where you sell your products, right? And the question becomes, how do you think through that? You know, if I'm buying, you know, uh, something that I replace all the time from my favorite brand, it might be fine that it's on Amazon, right? Yeah. Uh, there's so many brands that are selling uh, some of their some of their products on Amazon. The key becomes, how do you figure out what some what some of those products are, right? And how do you keep uh, your best products, your advanced products, or your most valuable products on the channels that make sense to you, whether that's direct-to-consumer or in your store, right?
0: Yeah, and i kind of avoided using the term up to this point, I'll throw it out there now, customer experience, it underlines that uh, brands, whatever whatever they're selling, they're not just competing on product and price anymore because a really big vendor always has the opportunity to undercut and to make things more accessible. They're competing on the whole image and experience of I'm a Nike customer or I'm an Apple customer or I have an affinity with that brand. So they have to wrap the whole thing together, don't they?
1: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of brands talk about how their challenge is not acquisition anymore. The really big brands especially, they're like, I know all my customers, and we we live in a world of people-based marketing where you can identify those customers either through opt-in email or through platforms like Facebook or Google that may use email as an ID. So then the question becomes, what is your value prop, right? Is it function? Is it style as it fit and and really figuring that out and classifying your audiences that way as well. Right? If you're a value customer, if you have a, a big portion of your audience that is a value customer, it may be fine that they're buying your products on Amazon, right? But yeah. if you're Reebok and you got your prime CrossFit customers, like you better have a direct to consumer relationship
0: with them. You want your brand to be front of mind, no. part of their everyday kind of thinking. Yeah. Interesting. Now, um, looking across uh, your own customer base at Bluecore, and more broadly, would you say that um, commerce brands, B2C brands, are getting this in terms of AI and software, or is it just the really savvy ones at the cutting edge? How widespread is understanding and adoption?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. It's, it, what we're seeing is that it depends on the types of products you sell. Interesting. Because it, it sort of puts a natural... Pressure and incentive to figure out how fast you would move, how fast you need to move with some of these, some of these innovations. So, for example, if you're selling apparel that comes in and out of stock and goes in and out of fashion fast, in this world, mm-hmm. you need to move with the speed of the consumer. Right. So yeah. you're seeing a natural tendency for apparel brands, uh, and products that are not considered purchases, being more savvy with data and understanding how to be in connection in connection with your customers in real time. You know, when you think about other products like household goods and uh, considered purchases, right, like jewelry, there is a different pattern. Uh, There is much more of a need to understand how these customers engage on all channels. The single view becomes much more important rather than thinking of your customer transactionally. Um, And they're just trying to figure out how can I use AI to drive some of these long-term, long-term business goals, right? Because your customers may not buy from you you know five times you yes. know in, in in a couple of years yes. so the question becomes how do i maximize that first touch right so you're seeing you're seeing them adopt or think about these technologies and using different vectors of it to drive their business goals which is which is very exciting
0: yeah and it's something i just can't resist touching on in closing i know it's not uh, your primary focus at blue core but when you're talking about considered purchases it means that a lot of what we been talking about does have some kind of application to b2b as well doesn't it
1: yes they do and uh, that's another nuance when you, when we think about considered purchases at, at blue core we think about um, you know customers like blue Nile. you're buying diamond right you're it's a, <laughs> hopefully a once in a lifetime purchase <laughs> except for your yeah. 25th year anniversary <laughs> maybe but you you have that software is very very different right? right and and the buyer is very very different too so it's you know when you think about selling jewelry that's a considered purchase or an expensive um, wine cellar. Yeah. It's still direct to a consumer. There's one, maybe two people that are involved in making that decision. Not a the whole AI yeah. the AI and the machine yeah. learning that drives that is very different than buying a product from Microsoft, right? Which okay. you know, we don't we don't do and, and it's because again, vertical there's a need to specialize in the product catalog and the verticals to drive that.
0: Okay, Fize, uh, great insights there. You've given us a lot to think about. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Kim. And uh, check us out for the next one-on-one.